0: What's up, my friends? Welcome to the My Little Eater podcast, episode number 77. Today we're talking about how to stop mouth stuffing. So this happens a lot for babies and toddlers and parents definitely freak out when they see it happening. And so they're always coming to me asking, what can I do? So just to clarify what I even mean by mouth stuffing or otherwise known as overstuffing your mouth, it's just like it sounds. Basically, your baby or your toddler puts in too much food in their mouth at once and it basically can interfere with how they swallow or chew their food. And of course, it can seem like a dangerous thing, which I guess technically, yes, it is a dangerous thing, but I'm gonna be going into a variety of reasons today as to why I actually think about stuffing is a good thing, it's a necessary thing, and it helps teach your baby how to eat, how to chew, or more so, how much to put in their mouth, and it's a very big learning piece to starting solids, which I know you might not want to hear. You might think, "What do you, I don't want to deal with this. No, but it is helpful, and so let me go into some of the reasons why. First of all, let's just talk about why Do babies even overstuff their mouth? What is happening for them? So number one, they are still learning how much food is too much. When they take a bite of something, they don't necessarily realize yet, especially, you know, I don't even want to say under one year of age. I think it can continue on into toddlerhood quite easily. They're trying to figure out, like, is it okay to put in a little bit more? How much more can I shove in? How much more can my mouth fit? What does it feel like if I put more food in my mouth? What does it feel like if I stretch my cheeks out this much? You know, so they're really testing things out and they're learning. And so, again, this is something that sometimes you just can't even skip over this phase because they've got to figure this part out for themselves. Number two is they actually actually enjoy playing and tasting, you know, the foods that are in their that are on their plate. So they're going to kind of stuff their mouth with it if they love it. A lot of times if it's their favorite food, blueberries, hello, I feel like this is always the common one that comes up, you know, they are going to take one after the other after the other and they sometimes can't even wait to chew it and swallow it. They just want to shove it all in because it's amazing. And then three is they actually don't even know how to slow down sometimes. Like, They need to be taught, they need to be, you know, it needs to be something that's addressed, it needs to be something that they're made aware of, and then shown how do I even slow down. That might sound like it's a pretty obvious thing, but it is to us, not to babies who are really just learning how to eat and how all of the stuff works. So remember how I said that this is actually a good thing, and this is something that I feel like we need to let our babies learn anyway? Here's why. Basically when your child is mouth stuffing, they are actually trying to figure out how the map of their mouth works. So what I mean by that is they don't really know yet how their right cheek and bottom of their mouth and tongue and roof of their mouth and left cheek and all that stuff kind of acts and is positioned in relation to one another. So when we have something in our mouth, we can easily tell, you know, I know that I can fit this much more. I know how far I need to stretch my tongue in order to get it to touch my left cheek. I know where to specifically move my tongue to get that little piece out of my tooth or, you know, to get it to the roof of my mouth and itch that little spot right there. So they don't have this kind of sensory awareness yet. And they need to figure out, okay... What is the actual map of my mouth look like and how does everything act and how is it all positioned in relation to one, one another? So the way that they do that, believe it or not, is actually to have something in their mouth that can kind of give them that sensory input. But if you have one small thing that is only positioned on, let's say, the right back side of their mouth, then they're only getting sensory input in the right back side of their mouth. They're not feeling what you know that front left side of the tongue is doing or where it is in relation to where that little food piece is or whatever it is. So what they actually need is they need a larger pieces of food, believe it or not, or they need multiple pieces of food, hence this is where the mouth stuffing comes in, to give them sensory input from all directions, from all parts of the mouth at once. They need to feel that sensation Happening, you know, all that feedback happening at once so they can map out how their mouth works. Now, again, we see this and we think, oh my God, they're going to choke though. They can't mess around with this. But here's what you can do to help your baby kind of build that oral awareness that they're looking for, that sensory input that they're looking for without it being so scary for us. So the first thing that I want you to kind of get used to doing is, and actually I got this tip from Catherine Callahan from Shy Kids Feeding. She's wonderful. She she's an amazing SLP which by the way a lot of people ask me what is an SLP that is a speech language pathologist and she has this method called brush bite and boost but the brushing part what it basically is doing is you're brushing your child's mouth from all directions and all areas so you're going on the top and on the sides of their tongue you're going inside of their cheeks you're going to brush along their gums and you can use if you want like a regular child-sized toothbrush or you can use a finger brush and And basically do this a couple times a day, but also do it even before they're about to eat a meal. So you might want to just take a couple minutes before you put them in their high chair to sort of, you know, what she calls wake up their mouth and get them ready to eat. So they're going to start to almost be primed before going into mealtime to have like awaken their senses and all those areas of their mouth. And they won't feel that need to have to, you know, get that sensory input in all those areas, if that makes any sense with with actual food. Now, the other thing that you can do, so she also has the second part of her method is the bite method. So that means you're gonna give your child some kind of uh, long finger shaped or stick shaped, teething tool like a teether or again a toothbrush maybe a spoon and you're going to get them to bite on that for chewing practice that can be part of again your pre-mealtime routine or even during mealtime encourage them to kind of bite on that spoon maybe if it's even a silicone straw you, you can give them something like that get them to put it towards the back part of their mouth maybe right over where their molar area would be get them to move it all around their mouth you know get it get it to poke almost like, again, the right cheek, the the left cheek, the bottom, the top of their mouth, the front and the back, and use that so that it can provide a little bit of that sensory input that they're seeking to get that oral awareness happening. Now, the next thing that you can do to help your child with this, and this is personally my favorite thing, but you might freak out a little bit if you're not yet accustomed or okay with the idea of your child having, you know, large pieces of food to gnaw on and play with and just suck on and to explore. But what you would do is you would give them some kind of large, like so it needs to be a really large piece of food that is really tough or unbreakable, hard to bite into, hard to chew on. So that could be something like a piece of meat that's on a bone. So for example, a lamb chop and they can just kind of suck on it or you can give them a big drumstick or you can give them a piece of steak that's really thick, right? So you're not going to give a thin finger slice. You might give a piece that's about two or three finger widths wide so that your baby is able to take that food and explore it with their tongue and push it again on all sides of their mouth and and just kind of get that sensory input. Feel what it's like to have that big piece of food in their mouth and get that sensory input. You can also use, if you want, um, a mango pit. So that was a really, really great one where, again, they can't bite into this. Remember that even if they had teeth, you can't really bite into a mango pit. You're not going to – they're not going to pull off a piece and choke on anything there. So a really big, again, hard – tough or unbreakable type of food that's going to be the thing that you want to let your baby practice with and so let them you know do this at snack time you can do this at meal time I feel like it's definitely an activity though that you might want to give to them when that they're not trying to eat something you don't want them to actually try and get calories in and this is more just like a practice right and something to again practice the skill of building their oral awareness Now, let's say you're feeding your baby. So we're actively eating or, you know, we have food in front of your baby or your toddler and you can see that at this point, you know, we've done all the other methods that I've talked about, but they're still stuffing their mouth. What do you do in the moment to help them? First thing that I want you to do is I don't want you to freak out at all. I want you to kind of talk to your baby like you would talk to an adult. Honestly, a lot of people skip over this and they think my baby can't understand, but When you talk to your baby and communicate to your baby in full, simple sentences, honestly, they don't understand right away, but they understand when it's paired with action and they understand with repetition. And so I just want you to kind of tell them, hey, that looks like a lot of food in your mouth. You know, can you slow down a little bit? So just make sure you finish that one before you take another one. Or, whoa, you got so much food in your mouth. You know, chew, 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 or something like that. Just to kind of Grab their attention, and they will start to understand that you are talking about something that is happening in their mouth in that moment as they're eating. So that's going to be step number one. Step number two is if you find that they're again grabbing so many pieces of food at once and you've got a lot there on their plate or on their tray, I want you to try to just offer a few pieces at a time. Now, this isn't a long-term solution, so if you just put one or two, maybe three pieces on their tray at a time, you have a bowl off to the side where you have all the extra pieces and then you replenish, this is something that'll work very, very quickly or in the moment. They may freak out over it, they may want the other food, but sometimes this is something that will work to ease your fears and your stress around it. The only thing is keep in mind that this isn't a long-term solution. And oftentimes the second you go back to just like putting all the food out at once, they're gonna go back to overstuffing. And that's because they're seeking that sensory input. They want to learn for themselves. So this really is a phase that we sort of need to let them go through. But that is one strategy is you can just kind of offer a few bites at a time and then calm yourself in the meantime. Okay, the third thing that you can do is if they're taking really big bites, so maybe they're not, maybe it's not like tiny bites of food and there's multiple and they're stuffing multiple pieces in their mouth at once, but rather it's a finger food, let's say, and they're just taking huge bites, right? Or they're shoving the whole thing in their mouth and it's a large piece. What you want to do is you want to actually coach your baby how to take smaller bites. This might seem like a really difficult thing to do, but here's how you do it with a baby. I'm actually going to explain how to do it with the baby, how to do it with a toddler or an older child. So for a baby, and usually I'm talking anything from like literally six to 12 months of age, what you can do is you can offer, let's say that finger food and You can hold it, so you can kind of put your fingers up towards the top of that food, and you can only allow access to small amounts, so um, that your child's only able to kind of bite off whatever is beyond your fingers. So let's say it's a sweet potato fry, for example, hold it near the top, bring it up to your baby's mouth, do not shove it in their mouth, this is important because we don't want to be directing the feeding, this is actually going to increase choking risk if we were to, you know, push food in our mouth or you know, encourage our baby to kind of take bites before they're ready or push it to one side of their mouth over the other or whatever. I want you to just kind of be passive about it. You place your fingers where you want them to take the bite or where you want them to have access to it. Just hold it up to their mouth, then let them come to it, wrap their lips around it, do the biting, do the chewing, all that on their own. Be careful that this doesn't become a long-term thing because again, we don't want our baby to get used to us feeding them. However... Uh, in the short term, as you're coaching. So doing this in conjunction with talking to them, coaching them, telling them to take small bites, encouraging them when they do, giving them access to more and more as they prove that they can take smaller bites, that is something that you can do for a short period of time. Now, if you have an older child, let's say you have a toddler, I would say around... 18 months and up, you can definitely try this. You can take that piece of finger food again and you can just kind of halfway bite into it, especially if it's a little bit of a firmer food that'll stay intact when you kind of Bite into it halfway, you kind of produce those little teeth marks, or you can do this with a fork, and then ask your child, hey, can you bite where the teeth marks are? And then that way, A, it's kind of a little game for them, but B, they have a goal. They know exactly where they're trying to, you know, bite or how big of a bite to take. And then again, cheer them on, encourage them prop them up when they do actually do that. And that is just another way that you can kind of get them to get used to that habit. You won't be doing this forever, trust me. They will get a hang of this pretty quickly. And then another tip that actually, again, Catherine from Shy Kids Feeding, what she recommended and she posted on on a blog post that's on my website about this, she has an awesome idea about teaching your child to take almost animal bite sizes so this is where you're actually distinguishing between smaller bites bigger bites medium-sized bites which an older child would be able to get so she says you know show them a picture of an animal for example a mouse which would take tiny little bites, and show them a picture of a lion, which would take really big bites, or let's say an alligator or um, a chipmunk. Maybe not a chipmunk because they kind of stuff food, don't they? But, you know, some other animal. And then tell them, you know, can you take a lion-sized bite? rawr, and then like bite into it, take a really big one. Maybe that's a really soft food that you aren't so concerned about. And then can you take a little mouse size bite? How does a mouse take their bite? And then they're taking little tiny nibbles. Okay. Can you take uh, an Avery size bite? Let's say that's your child's name. You know, say their name. Can you take your size bite? And then they can show you how they take a bite. Can you take a mommy size bite, a daddy size bite? Whatever. Play around, have fun with it, but that is definitely another fun way to have your child be engaged, learning, and kind of understanding how they can actually control the sizes and what sizes are appropriate at mealtime. So I hope that helps. Now, the next kind of tip I want to give you is if you're in the middle of mealtime and it's happening in the moment, you can slow your child down Um, Not just by talking to them, but I love giving child-safe utensils, so child-safe picks even, food picks that are fun and enticing. They want to pick it up and use. I have a whole bunch in my Amazon shops, which I will link for you in the show notes that you can kind of peruse through. So just tiny little, almost like toothpicks, but they're safe, right? And you can give that to your child to prick the food, like pick up each individual piece of food and then eat that way. Or maybe it's just a fork. It could just be as simple as that if they're really interested in that and you think they'll want to use it. That's going to just help slow them down at mealtimes because it's so much, I guess it takes so much more precision and time to be able to pick or prick a piece of food with a fork or a child safe pick versus, you know, grabbing a whole bunch of food with their hands. That's gonna go a lot faster and it's gonna be a lot easier for them to stuff their mouth. So that's going to be one tip to kind of slow them down. Then the other one is to offer them, you know, frequent sips of water in between bites. So maybe they take one, maybe they take two and they say, okay, water time. And you bring that open cup over and you let them take some small sips of water. A, that's gonna help clear their mouth. But B, again, that is going to slow them down. So hopefully they'll be chewing a little bit And, you know, slowing down a bit so that they're not taking that next piece of food before the other one has been chewed and swallowed. So that's that. Now, the very last tip I want to leave you with, again, comes from the amazing Catherine from Shy Kids Feeding. So this is completing her brush. Bite boost method. So, we already talked about brushing teeth, biting, and giving them lots of foods and toothbrushes and things like that to chew on. And now, the boost part of her method is coming up. And that is where you give your kid really strong flavors during a meal. Because sometimes, what happens, especially kids who are sensory seekers, you'll often see they will have a lot of mouth stuffing issues because they can't actually feel the food. They don't feel that sensory stimulation, that sensory input that they're looking for from a lot of the foods that they're eating. So if you give them a food that is slightly sour or tart or tangy or even got a little bit of spice or has, you know, you can play around with temperature, something really, really, really cold, that could be exactly what they need in order to kind of sense that food in their mouth a little bit more. So trying things like lemons or limes or uh, perhaps, let me think, cranberries that are really tart or a plain tart yogurt, just a little bit even in their mouth is going to give them a whole lot of flavor. So this is what you're doing is boosting that sensation or feeling in the mouth that they need and it's also going to help make them swallow because when they feel that the saliva production starts to kick in even more and then it prepares them and kind of entices them to swallow. So that's going to be kind of the last method especially just look at the types of food that you're offering your child and if they're always like bland food or you notice they're stuffing more with maybe bread or with banana or with again I, I don't know Cheerios or something that's kind of bland and doesn't have a Whole lot of punch to it, see what you can do to give it a little bit of kick. Maybe you're even just squeezing lime juice over whatever meal you are already giving them. And that way you can hopefully help curb some of that mouth stuffing. So that is it. That is all the tips that I have for mouth stuffing and overstuffing for you. And I hope that you found this helpful. And I hope that you um, see some success. If you do see some success with some of these strategies, would you let me know? You could totally message me on Instagram. You can leave me a review here. If you found any of this information helpful you know it means the world to me to just leave me a quick little note, say, hey, loved it. Thank you so much. Or this is what I loved about it. Or again, this is what worked for us. I read every single review I'm telling you, and I really look forward to seeing them. And it helps so much to get this podcast and get these info out to other parents just like you. So thank you so much in advance for that. And if you do have a baby or toddler, and you are looking for step-by-step proven methods and information from a trusted expert to walk you through, through feeding them in a healthy way to prevent picky eating and enjoy happy meal times then you've got to check out my baby led feeding online course or if you have a toddler my feeding toddlers online course Both of those are extremely thorough and filled with expert strategies that are going to help transform the way your child eats, and it's going to help you raise an adventurous eater, a child who eats all things. I feel like that's every parent's dream, and these courses are designed to help you do exactly that. So check those out. The links for them are in the show notes, and I hope you have a wonderful day, and I will talk to you next week. Bye!